Uh, can you tell me your <laughs> name and a bit about your band Exmortis's history? Okay, uh, well, my name is Yadran Gonzalez. Uh, everyone calls me Conan because that's my, uh, <laughs> it's been my stage name for quite a while uh, when we started the band. And uh, I guess that goes with the answer. Um, we started the band when I was like 10 or maybe, no, not 10. I was like 11 or 12. And I started the band with my cousin Mario, uh, who, as you may know, I'm the drummer for Xmartist. And um, he uh, he and I started jamming at, you know, at a very young age, and uh, we 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 decided to call the band Xmartist um, because we we loved uh, the Evil Dead, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I think it was uh, from the second movie. There's an intro, and uh, it mentions the Necronomicon. Uh, Ex Mortis, Book of the Dead, and we thought that was like the coolest sounding thing ever, so we decided to name our band that. And we didn't know that there was like a couple other Ex Mortises, you know, <laughs> in uh, in metal. And uh, yeah, there was one, like, there's one in Florida, but I don't, they're not active anymore, and there's one in, like somewhere in Europe, I think, or something. But uh, so we changed the name to uh, US ending as, as opposed to you know, the IS ending that everyone's a little more familiar with. Um, so, uh, yeah, we started <laughs> really young and we just, uh, jammed with high school friends and, uh, that's pretty much what the band was up until maybe more recently. Uh, we were just a bunch of high school friends jamming, you know, our favorite kind of music together. And, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> at this point, uh, my cousin left the band uh, we're still, you know, we're still good. There's no bad blood. He just wanted to, you know, take care of other things, and uh, he's focusing on his, on his uh, printing, screen printing uh, company that he started like pretty much like ten years ago, I think. Yeah, so he's been doing that for a while too. But um, yeah, I guess it's very family oriented because even even though because uh, 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 Mario was drumming, uh, but my dad would help manage stuff for the band he would like you know drive us to all the shows he would book a lot of the shows for us and uh yeah uh he was very involved in it. to continue with as a, you know as a career keep it like that now um how did the current lineup of ex mortis come together um we've uh <laughs> we've known warbringer for quite a while too uh, i think it's been like 10 i don't know how long <laughs> it's probably 10 years too uh, since like their first album, uh, or even before that, we played our first show with them. So we've known those guys for a while, and uh, uh, up, like it was like last September was like the last shows that uh, Mario and uh, David, a guitarist, uh, that they played. So I needed some help with the new record. Uh, I like I was working on the music already, but uh, I needed a, you know a lead guitarist for some solos sections, and uh, of course a drummer. So I hit up. Carlos Cruz and Chase Becker to to help me on that, and uh, they were down to help. <laughs> I guess I guess to uh, to uh, to return the favor when I uh, I did a tour for them uh, actually 2015 or no sorry 2016 yeah beginning of 2016 um, it was a Warbringer Enforcer Cauldron Ex Mortis tour. And uh, I filled in for guitarist as uh, yeah, as guitarist for Warbringer during that tour and the whole tour. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But um, yeah, we did a small tour with with Warbringer last December. So 
Thank you, Stuart, for the favor with that. And, uh, of course, recorded the album. And, uh, yeah, you can expect him on the album because they helped out. Excellent. Now, and, uh, yeah. Now, with the Sorry. change in your band's lineup, I hear you took on quite a lot of the songwriting. How much input did you allow from uh, the rest of your band? Well, I mean, I've, I've always allowed input for everyone. Actually, uh, Mario wrote a lot of the music, too, uh, you know, before, uh, like in, in other albums. Uh, he would have a lot of cool riff ideas and everything, and he'd play the guitar himself. Uh, but uh, as for, like, structure and, uh, like, a lot of the, I guess, connecting transition ideas, I, I would take care of a lot of that. And um, for this new record... Uh, I wrote everything, uh, but I, I've, I would I always encourage everyone to kind of, you know, help out. You know, <laughs> it gives me a, a break here and there. <laughs> but uh, even so, I like to write for everyone in, in a sense that everyone plays a little differently. Everyone has their own style. Everyone has has their own expression. You know, their own strengths and weaknesses. So um, uh, Carlos and Chase have a slightly different style, but I mean, in the, in the end, we all like the same music. We all like this. We all have our favorite bands and they're pretty much the same favorite bands. And, um, we, we all go for the same kind of vision regardless. So it, it was interesting how, how fluid this transition was for me. Jamming with, you know, Jason Carlos, um, you know, I mean, I've known it forever. So it, like I said, it's not, it wasn't so, it wasn't awkward. And, you know, that's what's most, most important when you jam with, you know, with other musicians, if it's awkward, it's not. It's not right. Mm-hmm. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. But um, yeah, it was very easy. And uh, I mean, Chase did his own solos. <laughs> and you know, I, I maybe uh, of course I wrote the the the, the rhythm sections. And I had him, and I would dictate. Oh, you should do a solo here. You know, what do you think? You want a solo right here in this spot, or blah blah blah. And you know, they would give me their feedback and everything. And same with Carlos and his drums. In his drum parts, I had written the drum parts, uh, you know, just a sketch, like, oh, here, I, I you know, imagine something like this for these, for the whole song. And uh, for the most part, he, he followed it, but in his own way, you know, he'd play it a certain way, because a little more realistic, you know, and um, of course, he added his own fills with his own flavor, and just everything sounded great to fit the songs, because, he, you know, he's a great musician, and he, he listens to the song, and how everything would fit all together, so... I mean, there's a lot of room for just, you know, overall interpreting what I wrote, what I, you know, what I imagine hearing and then hearing their input was, is interesting. And I think the, the end result was awesome. Like, it's, it, it, you know what I mean? It would, it's a lot better that way than me, you know, calling the shots for exactly every detail because I think that would be a little dry or, you know, not, not very, not, not, not as uh, exciting to hear. Okay, cool. Now, was there like an overall theme to the lyrics of this album? Um, or like maybe I an overarching so. story? I, uh, well, it's interesting, yeah, because uh, <laughs> a few inspirations for uh, for the lyrics in this album um, is <laughs> I'll take him from the movies. Uh, one song is called "Strength and Honor." I got that from uh, from Gladiator. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would have noticed that. I've used some. Some, some catchphrases there in that song and um, I guess that song is pretty much recalling you know our lifestyle like you know the ring is the stage and we're just you know providing entertainment 
and uh, there's a lot of sacrifices we make, you know, to to kind of keep it going, even though it's, you know, people will call it, an, will call it a hobby, and it's a very expensive hobby. <laughs> it's that. And uh, we're trying to, you know, make it uh, make a decent living off of this, and, uh, you know, we still have, you know, day jobs when we're at home, and it's, a, it's pretty hard to, to uh, you know, juggle, juggle all that together without, you know, losing your job and without, uh, you know, fucking up on the road, you know, financially, it's, it's pretty rough. So that's kind of a, you know, representation of the lifestyle in a way. And uh, another inspiration was um, my favorite movie and soundtrack from uh, from Conan, The Barbarian. Uh, there's a song called Writers of Doom, and that is uh, one of the songs in the album. And uh, it's very... Uh, <laughs> It's very structured, too similar to to one of the the tracks that happens that that appear in the movie. It's such a heavy and powerful, you know, um, uh, a piece in the in the soundtrack that I that I really loved, and I, I designed this 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 song to be very similar and uh, to that and recall the same images in the movie. So it's a, in in a way that the I don't know if you see the pattern, you know, uh, Gladiator is, is story yeah. is uh, pretty much vengeance, and so is Conan's in a way. I mean, I'm, there's no real vengeance uh, in in, in my, my expression and these lyrics in the album, but the, the, the I, I guess the theme is pretty much just rising up and uh, fighting oppression, you know, standing up for yourself and continuing forward, uh, you know, without you know without you know without any self doubt. So there's, that's a common theme I've noticed. I didn't really intend for it, but that's a common thing I've noticed after writing all the lyrics and, and the whole album. You know, I, I, that's the thing with Ex Mortis. When I write, I just kind of just write. You know, like I imagine, all right, this is the next Ex Mortis album. I think this will be great. These riffs sound cool. These lyrics sound cool too. It kind of just goes and falls together, falls into place. So I, I would say it's like triumph, triumph over uh, oppression would be a theme, you know, encouraging and motivating to uh, to action. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen the Make Haste video, the lyrics video. It's kind of similar. <laughs> I think Make Haste is the more aggressive approach, the more, like, just fucking gung-ho, fucking go go at it, you know. Keep going, keep going. Hurry up, you know. Don't fucking slow down. Kind of attitude. I see, like, when I was listening to Riders of Doom, like, I tried to listen to the album a couple of times just to kind of, like, pick out some of my favorite songs. Um... I honestly got the vision of kind of like some sort of epic, like cowboy showdown, like in Tombstone or something like that. <laughs> oh hell yeah, that's sick! Tombstone's another great movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it does it have something like that totally because you know it it's, it comes to that kind of point where you know that you have you have to face that a lot of the times when you stand up for yourself. You know, you it just I think that's why. Uh, um, you know, people always ask, you know, the whole about the whole fantasy, uh, you know, setting for Smartis, and it's true that you know we have that those visuals on on record, you know, but uh, even lyrically. But I, I never say like elves, fucking dwarves, and shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's very real. Like all this shit actually happens, and like how you interpret it right now was a tombstone kind of showdown, and that's great because I don't really say uh, too many. Um, I guess fantasy words. I mean, it's very fantasy, um, I guess structured. You know, it sounds like an epic, but it's very applicable to modern times, even though I guess Western times are today. You know, and uh, it's just the same thing. It's a recurring uh, theme: war. You know, fucking 
conflict. It's just a general conflict and how to overcome it. And that's pretty much what happens in a lot of the songs on the album. And um, Into the Moral Hell, it, it sounds like you got some major bad blood going on with someone. There's going to be a confrontation. <laughs> True, yeah. Uh, that, that's why... Uh, it's, of course, that one's another, like, you know, it's a little more direct as in a second person, uh, you know, accusing someone for, you know, fucking you over kind of thing. The first, the first verse is a bit um, like anti, uh, anti religion. I don't know if you noticed. You know, practice what you preach. I had to yeah. include that in in one of the lines, and um, the, the rest of the verse are a little, I guess, generalized in, pol- in pol- politics. So it's I'm pretty much just you know lashing out against uh, religious uh, and political uh, oppressors and you know uh, charlatans that you know take advantage of people, and that's. My song that is pretty much, you know, I guess talking shit about them and and uh, hoping they fall into their own bullshit, you know, their own and they fall into the maw of hell that they that they that they uh, impose on everyone. But they're the ones that are hypocrites and they will burn in their own hell. Is my is that song pretty much? So, how did your band get together to compose uh, the opener? Make haste. Oh uh, well, uh, we were. I don't know. I just started writing that um, that beginning riff. It, it just happened in that very beginning, that first riff. Uh, I was just playing different, uh, just playing a power chord and playing it at a certain speed, and I just changed notes. It, it, it did it in a very classical way. I was just uh, that's the thing. I, I'm very much into classical music and studying scores and applying the knowledge I learned from from them to uh, you know heavy metal kind of riffs. So. Um, I just changed, you know, chords here and there, and I changed the shape, and I followed a certain pattern that I that I liked, and it just kind of came out that way. I wrote that riff fairly quickly, and I was like, okay, I like this, and then I just started to put drums to it and uh, use the same idea throughout the whole song. Uh, I just took the tidbits from that first riff, and it worked out. Um, it's very classically structured. Uh, I use sonata form, <laughs> a very outdated structure for music you know it's not the verse chorus verse chorus bridge verse chorus uh ex- expected structure um which is which i love anyway you know i love you know keep things simple and straightforward and but even so uh with the sonata form song it uh it still has you know you can still follow it i don't really i don't drag too much i guess sometimes i i, I drag some songs are a little like too epic i guess you know i don't want to you know I'm not saying I'm tooting my own horn, but like too too long, and you know you lose the attention of the listener. Whereas in my case, I, I, minima, I minimize the the length of each section, you know, just to be straightforward, and you know, hence the word make haste, you know, like hurry up, get to the point, kind of attitude on that song. And um, yeah, uh, I wrote I wrote the whole song, and uh, you know, uh, Mario didn't write that one, but uh, yeah, he was so he started to learn that one. He just you know had his he suggested some things here and like, hey what if this does that you know blah 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 I like this blah 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 and uh, so he encouraged me to continue with that before he left of course um, but uh, yeah it was pretty much my idea just to you know have it classically structured and also I just I guess uh, very <laughs> very hard to play <laughs> I didn't intend it for, it for it to be hard to play I just imagine this you know just shit comes out of my head that way you know like oh this would be cool if the guitarist did this and the the drums did a little blast beat right here, even though we're not very much known for blast beats. 
Um, there's like blast beats uh, here and there, you know. For, and we well, you know they're, they're done uh, tastefully. <laughs> At least I think so. And um, yeah, they just all these ideas come out of my head like they just flow out when I'm when in writing mode. I'll just sit down and write it all out, tap, uh, play it, and then see if it flows and tap it out, and it just comes out that way. So, when you listen to the album now, what is your favorite song to listen to? My favorite? Jeez, that's a good question. <laughs> that's, a, that's the hardest question to, a, to ask an artist, because, I mean, I, I hate my work, and I love it at the same time. <laughs> So maybe you're asking me which one I hate the most because I might love it the most. I, I uh, it's hard. Uh, okay, which one do you have the strongest <laughs> feelings about right now? It's, it's it could be um, hate or love, but it, it gives yeah, you yeah. the biggest <laughs> rise. I think I'm being a little cheeky when I say that, but um, I don't know. I, I think maybe the one I'm, I'm most proud of, I would say, is Writers of Doom, in in a way because. I love the, the Conan soundtrack, and um, I just love how I was able to make my own original idea, you know, kind of recall the, the Writers of Doom track on, on, the, on the movie. And that, that was like, that's my favorite soundtrack of all time, hands down. Like, that's my favorite, and, and uh, that's pretty much my tribute to, to, uh, to Basil, Basil Polidori's uh, uh, Rest in Peace. <laughs> so in, in a way, that's my dedication to him uh, as a great score writer and everything. So, um, yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite because every time I, if, if I listen to it when I, when, during during the you know editing section uh, before the album came out, I would listen to everything. Oh, the, this mix sounds good. This guitar needs to be louder. Kind of kind of phase. I think that was like my favorite one. Like I would always smile and I would feel like, damn, okay. I actually did it this time. I actually, you know, did a proper tribute. So I would say Writers of Doom for me personally. Now tell me about your favorite memories from uh, Shark Bite Studios in Oakland where you recorded the album. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, we got, uh, we got a hotel at uh, Jack London Square. Uh, we recording. So it's in Oakland, of course. So it's not far at all from the studio. Uh, it's walking distance. And uh, yeah, we... <laughs> it was a cheap, uh, cheap hotel, right? So we're like, "Why we lucked out? It's so cheap!" And then we realized, like, "Oh shit, it's right on the train track." So every fucking night, the fucking train would come, and it'd be fucking loud because it's right there. <laughs> no wonder the fucking hotel was cheap, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> no one wants to sleep in that shit. But it, I mean, we got our rest regardless. But it's just funny, a funny memory. Yeah, we would always complain about it. We'd like wake up in the middle of the night and look at each other like, motherfucker, you know. <laughs> so that Damn. was good. But uh, also, though, we would always just eat whatever was was nearby. So we just, you know, ate a lot of different food around there, a lot of awesome burritos, a lot of awesome burgers. But one time we went we went to In-N-Out, In-N-Out, fucking like four nights in a row. Awesome. We just like, hey, we're like, hey, you know what? You just want to eat another burger in and out? And like, yeah, let's go. We would joke about it, but we actually fucking did it. We think we did like four nights in a row. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, we get like big four by fours now. <laughs> so yeah, those are very fond memories. Like I'm pretty much, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone shares these these memories as uh, their favorites too. <laughs> okay, important question though, man. Fat burger yeah. or in and out? Fat burger or in and out? I'm gonna say in and out, man. I have to say it. I'm Cal. I'm Californian. 
<laughs> I see. But um, I love, I mean, I know I say that in, I, in a way I, I'm, I'm biased, but uh, no, I love all these burgers, man. And I know the flaws of In-N-Out too, but I think uh, I just love it because it's, you know, straightforward. And I mean, it's the way you eat it. I always get like, the, you know, four patties, make it, you know, a lot of, you know, have a lot of meat so I could, I don't know, I think the ratio is better, you know, when you bite into it, you know, you have more meat than, than the bread and, and vegetables, yeah. but it just... It just tastes better that way. I don't know. Whatever. Beats their own. <laughs> so, when you recorded with Zach Olren, what, what did you feel like, or did he teach you any good, like, recording or um, songwriting uh, techniques or tips well, or anything like that? He, he didn't, um, he didn't exactly suggest uh, structure, you know, things and structure. He suggested more like in, um, uh, Maybe like when, when I would sing, uh, it's funny though. Like a lot, he didn't really direct too much because he knows what we want too. We all we all like the same bands as, as well as he, even though he's not in the band, of course. But he would encourage me to do like some some uh, so I don't know some of the high stuff, the high pitched Calford stuff. He loved that, and he encouraged me to do a little more and keep that thing going throughout the song. So in strength and honor, I only plan to do the high pitched stuff like just little specks of it here and there and he and I mean it's still not all over the place but he encouraged me to do a little more and do a little more melody involved so you know what I mean not just like you know like just a high note and it's just that one you know he, he actually had me to do some melody like a higher note and then come back to the low one and um, yeah he uh, he encouraged that kind of stuff and also maybe like solos when I recorded my, my own you know sh- you know shreddy solos and the same with Chase he would recommend uh like certain things, like um, if we messed up or we were feeling a little <laughs> uh, discouraged because we didn't nail it the way we wanted to, or the way we we imagined it to, he told he would tell us, "I hey, know, just do that section again, um, just do it again, and, uh, and let's see uh, if I can get the best take of it." And he would record it, you know, in, in steps, and then uh, he would have us do it all over again, so we could get a fluid, you know, a fluid uh, take on that and the whole solo. And uh, he was just very helpful that way. Um, he would suggest, uh, you know, certain fields to be that way. Maybe say, hey, maybe you should do this here, but not nothing, you know, too, too crazy. Because I guess he, he understood what we wanted in the first place. So he just encouraged our, he just helped our vision actually. You know what I mean? There was never any actual conflict of of idea. You know, it was very smooth and fluid. Tell me about some of the guest spots you've had on the uh, record. I know you got like some people from Holy Grail and Spellcaster on here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, um, um, that's interesting because uh, Spellcaster had disbanded at the end of last year, I think. And yeah, it was the end of last year. And uh, yeah. And then uh, you know Bryce was you know working on other stuff, and my like, sucks. But you know, I mean, I still you know if anything, I would I would like to you know have him try out for Explorers, but he lives so far away, you know. <laughs> so it'd be hard to to uh, to manage, I think. But um, yeah, so I said I, I hit him up and asked him, "You well, you down to do like a guest solo? Because you know I'm working on a new album, and I mean I'm already getting help from Chase and Carlos. You wanna you wanna try uh, you know a, a song, you know? And uh, yeah, uh, he was more than willing. And uh, same with Alex. Alex, he actually, you know, I've been playing with him for a long time. We worked together uh, like on the Shred Talk stuff, which we need to revisit pretty soon i'll be home for a while so i should i should hit him up about that 
<laughs> um, so yeah, working with him was always, you know, easy and fluid and just, you know, awesome to work with him. So yeah, he did the solo as well. No, no problem. And, uh, yeah, they came out, I think they came out fucking great on the album. They, they understood what, what I wanted, I guess. I mean, I, I, to me, like, I was like, okay, I know how their style is and I imagine, okay, this would be cool, cool section for them. And I ran it by them. So I gave them a choice. It's like, do you want something like, do you want a, a solo section that has, you know, this certain mode, this certain, uh, speed. And, you know, they, they gave me the preference and I was like, okay, here's a spot for you. What do you think? And they loved it. And then they showed me what they had and yeah, it was, it worked out very easily and very fluidly. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with what they had and, uh, what they contributed because I, I like to hear, uh, you know, on the album, I like to hear like, you know, uh, variety and, uh, I like it when it's not the same thing all the time, you know, and that's why I, that's why I would never want to play solos the whole album and not have the, anyone else play solos because if I did that, I think it would sound kind of just just stale, too static, you know. It'd be the same yeah. thing. It's like if you know, so like if you're like it's like as if you're eating chips all day, you know. I mean, it's good at first, but you're gonna get tired of that shit real quick, you know. So um, it, it's something similar to that, I think. So pretty much four lead guitarists on this album <laughs> and uh i think that's that's awesome so i mean it's, it's it, it works well this time I'll, I'll see if if they're willing to like do some more guest solos in the future or try to include other friends in, in the future because uh i like i like what came out and like i said I, I like how the album flows it has a, a lot of variety you know in song structure and style and of course you know different lead solo sections that kind of stand out and make everything a little more fresh when you listen to the whole thing. I guess this is a bit of a tangent, but um, you notice any cool radio shows or zines lately? Any, any cool radio shows? Or zines, like just like college radio type stuff. You know, like oh. the underground metal programs. Uh, not really. <laughs> I haven't really been following much, but uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I see any you much of a zinester at all? Not really. Uh, it's been a while. I think mean, like lately, I haven't had much time to do anything really, just working and then all the band stuff. And since uh, since Mario is uh, is out, he would handle a lot of the business stuff, and uh, we would just divide our work in half pretty much. And uh, now that he's gone, I'm handling all this shit. So I'm like, okay, I don't have time to read books anymore. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a little more hectic lately, at least for me, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really had a chance to catch up with a lot of, you know, I mean, and I, I go to shows and everything, but I haven't been, like, you know, catching up on podcasts or, or, yeah, yeah, or I, anything, so. I see, like, I mean, I'm huge into zines and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like, if you're much of a black metal guy, The Beyond just recently came out with, like, their first issue in, like, two or three years. Like, do you remember that hmm. band Mutilation? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's done by, uh, I think, the guitarist or the bassist of that band. It really came out very nicely, actually. It's just like, hmm. it's like maybe about a, a $10 zine, but it's just like, holy shit, this is beautiful, you know? And um, yeah. Head Split, um, I mean, that that's the big Portland thing up there. Um, they're pretty much going back to the newsletters, I guess, just because it's kind of like... Um, they just didn't have enough material. 
with some of the contributors right. out there. Um, but that's that's pretty much what I've been checking out. And then it's just like, I mean, just like how much of a presence does Bulldozer have out in California? Uh, I've seen that, you know, like everywhere. But um, I don't know. I haven't really kept up with that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's... At least to me, to me, it's like, uh, like okay, it's, it's it's there, but I haven't really, I don't know how prominent it is, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry, I can't really help you out of that. <laughs> I'm not oh, paying cool. attention so much to it, so my bad. And um, out in Cali right now, what are some of the uh, new bands you've uh, seen as of late at the shows? Well, I mean, uh, well, actually, uh, he, uh, Nova Rain. I don't know if you heard of Nova Rain. The, one of the members is actually an ex ex Mortis member. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Ex, Balmore, ex right? Member. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're they're great. I mean. I'm not too into like power metal, but they're pretty fucking good. They have a lot of shreddy fucking parts everywhere and, and, you know, really soaring vocals and everything. It's, it's cool. I, I like it. So they're, they're definitely up and coming and, um, they have a new album out that, you know, they did all, all on their own and everything. So it's, it's really good. Also, um, other bands locally, I mean, cause we're from Whittier. Um, uh, so another Whittier band would be, uh, Fortress and, Fortress is, is uh, has some members that are, I guess, in a way related to Ex Mortis. The singer is related to our bassist Cody, and uh, their, their lead guitarist is related to an ex bassist of Ex Mortis, <laughs> their brother. So it's like it's funny how how you know well within the circle we all are. All you know we're all musicians. So Isn't that's it? definitely it. <laughs> Aren't there some former members of Witch Haven in there? In uh, Fortress. In, Fortress, uh, is there? I want to say. I mean, it, it wouldn't be Henry or Lurby, but no, maybe Jerry or something like that. Jerry? No, I don't think. No, Jerry's not in there. No, I haven't seen Jerry in a fucking long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's been out of the picture for a while, but I mean, uh, I, I haven't seen him in a while. But uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely not him. Okay. And um. Pretty much, what have been some albums you really dug this year? Albums? Oh well, this year. I mean, I think I think I'm a little behind in the last year thing, but um, I of course I loved Havocs and Warbringer stuff. That that shit's like the fucking epitome of thrash, and um, at least modern thrash, you know. And uh, lately, I've I mean I don't know. I'm digging the new stuff coming out. The new Skeletal Remains album that just came out. Also, Friends from Whittier. Um, they're uh, old school death metal, you know, kind of sound. And yeah, I think it's fucking killer. Uh, it came out this month, I think. Yeah. And uh, they're kicking fucking ass. So I'm really loving that album. Um, so um, other than that, I haven't really heard anything else other than my friends' bands and shit, you know? So yeah, it's definitely Skeletal Remains. Uh, Nova Rain's album and uh, another album that's pretty fucking cool is uh, Grave Shadow, another another California band. They're from Sacramento though, but yeah, also coming out this year. I uh, got a chance to play with them. They opened up for us uh, not too long ago. Awesome. Now, would you like to go back to any questions? Say, say again. Uh, would you like to go back to any questions? Um, no, I don't think so <laughs> final words man yeah oh final words well album comes out 
June 8th, and I hope everyone fucking gives it a listen and enjoys the shit out of it because I'm really proud of the work. I'm I'm always doubting myself, you know. I'm a fucking artist, <laughs> so I'm always gonna feel that way. But um, I think this is. I, I came into the album fucking more confident and more sure of myself this time than I did with any other any other album, any other work. So I'm really happy with the results, and I'm glad how everything fell together and worked. So it's fucking awesome. I'm very proud of it. So give it a listen, and I hope you fucking hope you enjoy it. See you around. We'll be touring too. And um, you you say um, by the end of this year you'll return to the uh, Northeast. Oh, of course, yes, definitely. We must. It's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a good minute, as they say now. <laughs> okay, so definitely really... working on touring all over the place again. So that's right. And um, what's what's your next tour immediately coming up on the horizon for you? Um, it should be in uh, late June, early. Actually, late June, uh, most of July. So we'll be doing like a month tour very soon this summer. And uh, still working on all, all the details. But uh, yeah, we'll hopefully we work that out very soon. And uh, actually, uh, to kind of kind of push for it a little more, we're going to release a music video next week. Or actually, this week coming up. So yeah, I think May 4th is the date to expect it. So it's actually Feast of Flesh. And uh, it'll be very bloody. Keep your eyes peeled for that one. 